Hello. I'm going to try to use four minutes so that there's more time for conversation. In that time, I'd like to tell you that I always knew that I was going to be a scientist. I was uh, perhaps as old as six or seven or eight when I was quite convinced of this. And uh, by the time I was nine years old, I was reading various scientific books. When I was sent to the library for book reports to read children's books, I took out books by Sir James Jeans, who was popularizing science. And my English teachers had a great time reading my book reports. <laughs> I never got along with English teachers. <laughs> Most anything that's accomplished that's worthwhile in this world is done with a lot of hard work. But if you're committed to any particular goal, what you should really do is stick with it because it has its great rewards. There are all sorts of barriers that life puts in the way of accomplishing goals. And uh, my strongest advice is that if there's really something you want to do, don't be too easily discouraged. The other remark that I would like to make that may be helpful for all the young ladies here is that uh, my wife is a distinguished scientist and uh, she has had uh, a career which continues to this day. I'd like to mention that one of the reasons that we came to the Naval Research Laboratory after our graduate work was that they were interested in offering both of us a job. It's still rather difficult for uh, women to get ahead as readily as men do. And in uh, about, well, 40 years ago, it was much more difficult. The other reason why we were attracted was because it may come as a surprise to many people, it often does, but it is a, a historical fact that the uh, Navy has always supported good basic research. And we were told that they wanted to enhance their basic research program, and they kept their promise. And so we had this marvelous opportunity to do the kind of work we like and also be employed in the same place. And in uh, 1946, we came down here. I think that I have said what I want to. That's four minutes worth. And now maybe we have four minutes to talk to each other. I hope I've stimulated some questions. I was wondering, um, where are the possibilities for getting jobs and finding places to do research in the sciences nowadays? Um, where would you suggest looking for a summer or looking for a program where you can start doing some research? Well, there are uh, a number of laboratories. You mean for young students, for example, yes? There are a number of laboratories that have uh, programs for hiring summer students. Uh, we do so at our laboratory, at the Naval Research Laboratory. And uh, I don't have any uh, statistical record, but I rather think that uh, a large number of uh, federal institutions would have such a program. I'd like to ask if you found 
okay, a lot of, you know, the rush to publish and let's say competitive among, competitiveness among scientists in the same field. If you found a lot of that and if that's any hindrance to making any, you know, substantial moves forward in your work. That's a very good question. There are pressures uh, so far as uh, rush publishing. They come from uh, universities that measure people's worth in terms of counting the number of papers that they publish. And there is also the problem of getting funding from funding agencies for your research, and you have to show progress for that. This uh, is uh, a deplorable situation, and it inhibits the efforts that should be given to the harder problems. Uh, if you do high-risk research, you're taking very often a high risk with your future. One of the things that was very nice at the Naval Research Laboratory, I seem to be advertising the place, but it deserves it, was that uh, there were not those pressures. And we were supported. It was understood that we were working on hard and worthwhile problems. And uh, we neither had to publish at a high rate. It happened that we did. But uh, there was no pressure to do so. And we were allowed to do uh, high-risk research. And this is, this is uh, a difficulty nowadays. Thank you very much. Dr. Carl, what, in your opinion, is the status of basic research in the United States today? And what area do we, should we really concentrate? What area or areas should we concentrate in? Well, there have been studies to indicate that even though the science budget seems to go up, most of it is uh, the D part of R&D development, and that there has been an erosion, a continued erosion, in the support for basic research, as um, uh, my colleague Herbert Hauptmann said, the long-range effects of that could be catastrophic. On the other hand, basic research is quite healthy in this country. One of the things that one must understand is that scientific people, as a cross-section, are very intelligent people. And they always find ways, one way or another, to beat the game. So that uh, whereas on the one hand uh, there are these erosions and the tendencies towards deterioration, on the other hand there are very bright people who find some way or other anyway to get their work done. So that I wouldn't say that we're in any bad situation right now, but it would be good to uh, turn things around and let them head on the upward spiral. Okay. Uh, Dr. Call, you brought up a very familiar situation with uh, English teachers and other things outside of science. However, I was wondering if you thought that the current education system in America, um, does it not stress technology enough? And if we started stressing the sciences and the mathematics, do you think that any problems would arise in leaving behind some of the more liberal arts? Yes. Well, I'm told that the uh, educational level uh, on the average in the United States so far as technical education is concerned, has uh, been eroded. Uh, I have met 
so many highly educated and intelligent young people here whom I've spoken to that uh, things don't jibe. For example, I found out that one young lady had two years of calculus in high school and analytical geometry in this, uh, I must say, in honors programs in the school and so forth. So I don't know what is true and what isn't. But uh, there's no question that uh, higher standards of learning should really be developed in our schools. I, this is just a personal observation. I think that there is too much time wasted on peripheral things. I think it's great to cheer for a basketball team and to have a little football and all that sort of thing. But it seems to uh, predominate just a little bit too much. And the people who are more serious students don't appear to get the attention that they should. The erosion of research funds, as you've already mentioned, how do you decide between supporting projects by a new scientist who has recently graduated from college and an older colleague who has a good track record for getting results? This is another terrible problem. It's recognized by the funding agencies, and there are some modest attempts to have special funds set aside for young people. But it, the problem has not really been uh, addressed to any large extent. I think it's talked about a little bit more than uh, is actually treated. It is a big difficulty. The people with the track records and the older people more readily are funded than the younger people. It's a problem, and uh, it needs attention.